In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, you called St. Philip the Evangelist to open his mouth and begin with Scripture, tell the good news of Jesus Christ. By virtue of our baptism, we too are called to work for the salvation of souls. Instill in our hearts the zeal of St. Philip that we may convert hearts and minds to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Philip Institute podcast, where we talk about how to teach the Catholic faith. We don't just talk about teaching the Catholic faith, we talk about how to teach it. Like if you are out there being an evangelist yourself, and you're trying to explain to your friends and your family, some who are not Catholic, some who are not even Christian, some who are not even believers in God at all, and you're trying to teach these eternal truths, we're talking about in our podcast every episode how to help you be a better evangelist and catechist yourself. In this episode, we want to do what I always, and I have the body language that goes with it, step back a little bit. Um, take in the bigger picture. And, uh, you know, just a tip, it's, it's called systematic thinking. Um, I teach that to my chemistry students, I tell it to my kids, I do it as a mom, I did it as a chemist, I do it as a director. You have to both be immersed in the details, which some of us are really good at, but you have to, I think I'm too good at the details because that's where I'm comfortable, you have to back up and step away. It's like if you're painting and you're up close doing the brush strokes, you have to step back and take in the big scene, And because if, if you don't, you forget what you're doing. You forget where you're supposed to be going. And so in this episode, we want to do that. Your hosts today are the directors of the Institute. I'm Stacy Trisankos, the executive director of the Institute, the mama of the Institute. Um, it's just an extension of, of being a mama because I come and um, talk with adults all day <laughs> uh, about what we're going to do. Um, and Deanna Johnston, our Director of Family Life, and Dr. Luke Arredondo, we have to call him doctor because he just finished oh, yeah. his PhD, um, Dr. <clears throat> Luke Arredondo, the Director of Faith Formation. So we have Family Life and Faith Formation. Before we get started stepping back from this painting about implementing a teaching structure in a diocese and what that even means and where we're going with all of this, I want to take a little time to begin by first telling you a little bit more about ourselves. So I'm, I'm Stacey Tresankos. I'm a convert. I'm a mother of seven, a grandmother of six and counting. Um, well, not counting yet, but I mean, unless somebody knows something. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> it, will be, it will be growing, though, because I have a lot of kids. There are going to be a lot of grandkids one day. I just know it. But I, you know, I, I really pull, I'm in my 50s now, and I pull from my life experiences all the way around um, to have this position, which is such an honor to be directing this institute that Bishop Joseph Strickland founded to implement a teaching structure. Um, I believe in it. I'm all in with being Catholic. I'm all in with what we're doing here in the Diocese of Tyler. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, 
wrote books and started speaking uh, through the lens of faith and science because my background is as a chemist. I was a chemist before I was Catholic. I left my job, stay home and raise kids for 15 years. And now I'm back at work with Bishop Strickland in the Institute. Um, but I started with the faith and science thing, but I always say to people, I w it was always about evangelization. The only reason I was speaking about faith and science is because people were leaving the faith mm -hmm. because of science. So it was, this is just an extension of evangelization, full, full circle all the way, not just the science thing, but everything. So very passionate about leading people to Christ. I mean, what else, what else is there more important right. in a day? No. And that gets to be our job. So we love our job. Um, that's me. I want Deanna and Dr. Luke to tell us more about themselves. <laughs> Sounds good. So I'm Deanna Johnston. I'm originally from the Diocese of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I Before we moved to Tyler, we were living in Dodge City, Kansas. And my husband is from the Diocese of Tyler originally. And some of you may know uh, that my husband was a seminarian for the Diocese of Tyler. It is not my fault that he is not a priest. <laughs> um, he, I met him after he discerned out um, of the seminary, and I think that made him a, a better father and husband. Uh, but because of that connection to the Diocese of Tyler in 2017, we got a phone call from Father Braun, uh, who invited us to really discern whether or not we should, we should move here. And it was funny because we had just bought a house, and I thought, there's no way God's calling us to to move to Texas right now. We just bought a house the the year before, but we got the Constitution on Teaching, which we're going to talk about in this episode, and we read it, and I was so blown away <laughs> by what I had read. I thought we we definitely need to to take this seriously, and uh, it's actually been about three years since we we made the big move, and it was very fast. Uh, but we have four children. Uh, I've talked about them in, in other episodes: Alexandria, Simon, Elena, and Leo, who you may have seen on on an episode or two. Uh, but my background before becoming the director of family life here was working at a parish uh, in Dodge City. Uh, the largest uh, parish in that diocese. And a lot of my work had to do with working with couples, preparing for the sacrament of marriage, uh, families preparing to baptize their children, and then natural family planning. Uh, I was certified as a Billings Ovulation Method uh, instructor uh, in 2013, I think right before I got married, uh, and was teaching courses and also just helping the Diocese of Dodge City to uh, to to spread that, that, uh, that teaching that, um, yeah, just to give couples more access to it. So when I came here, it was just blown up to working with 68 parishes and missions. Uh, and yeah, just very motivated by the vision that Bishop Strickland uh, laid out for us. We're so yeah. glad you're here. Thanks. Three years now. Three years. Right? Yeah. And I am Luke Arredondo. Uh, Stacy said I'm the director of Faith Formation here. Uh, I have just been with the Institute since December. My background, uh, similar to Deanna's, in that I was involved in, in parish ministry for a while. I was a seminarian once upon a time, uh, so that was my first encounter with philosophy and theology was actually as a seminarian. Uh, I discerned that I was being called to marriage, so I taught high school theology for a couple of years in the New Orleans area. Then I moved to parish ministry. I was a director of religious education 
at a large bilingual parish, uh, Divine Mercy Parish, actually, in, in Kenner, Louisiana, for about four and a half years. And then after that, I went to—I just can't quit school, so I went to get another degree. Uh, I'm done now, though. Uh, so I, I spent five years in Tallahassee, well, four and a half years in Tallahassee, uh, working on a Ph.D. in uh, religious ethics. So I finished that up uh, in, and came over here. The Constitution, the same thing for as, as Deanna, for me, really was uh, a powerful draw. I remember reading it and thinking, I had just never seen uh, a, a diocese where the bishop takes his, his responsibility as, as teacher mm. so seriously. Uh, there was such a, a desire and such a passion and concern uh, that the bishop, the Bishop Strickland, oversee an effective teaching structure uh, that it, it just really, I, I couldn't believe it. And so I, I had the Institute in my, sort of in my field of vision of like, what if I could work there? That would be really neat. And uh, just God just lined everything up perfectly that it, it could happen. And I uh, still can't believe I get to come to work here. So, uh, and I also have uh, a lot of children. I have four <laughs> daughters and our son is on the way. He'll be born in July. So I have a, a daughter named Faustina. The next is Kiara and then Therese. Carol with a K, as we named her after John Paul II, Carol Watiwa. And our son Fulton will be born in July. That's awesome. Not too far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're counting, so I have seven children, five girls, two boys. Two of them are grown. Five of them, five of them are still at home although there there's two of them that are that are getting on up there um one of my daughters just graduated high school so they're getting older than i realize sometimes beautiful children uh they they teach me more about the faith i think Mm -hmm. uh, because they ask so many questions that i think sometimes as adults we forget to ask Um, but in case you're counting between us that is four five and seven which is equal to 16 16 philosophy major now so we have a lot of <laughs> we have a lot of kids um, and I do think that provides a lot of experience so the reason so back up then let's wipe the slate clean we have a blank canvas here come humans into the scene this won't take too long here comes here come humans into the scene and what do we do because God created us to be in communion we have the word language intellect free will we talk to each other in the old days people used to sit around campfires and pass on the truths of their faith or the stories of their fathers on and, and pass on the teaching then came books and printing presses and history is recorded and history is recorded then came books i should say Um, and we find ourselves in this moment now of global communication at the snap of a finger you know bishop and i had a had a podcast or had a, a webinar with australia and we were almost praying in unison you know and people said and with your spirit back to him as as quick as i did but we have global communication that travels at the speed of light. And we have to think, we have to stop and step back and say humans are made to communicate. Humans are made to pass on truth. We're made to seek truth. We're made to communicate. If you look at sort of what's happened in our global community as Catholics now, there's some chaos when it comes to the teaching. There is not always consistent, solid passing on of 
teaching the Catholic faith, um, catechesis. There's not always consistent doing that, not in the globe, not in countries, not in dioceses, not even in parishes. And, you know, I know the struggles here, not even in families sometimes. So you need, more than ever, you need structure. What do we mean when we talk about a teaching structure, which is what Bishop Strickland is calling for? I'm going to hold this up again. Sure. And I like the picture. Bishop Strickland is calling for in the Constitution on Teaching. It's called the Constitution on Teaching. It has a longer title if you look inside. But he's saying to the Diocese of Tyler, I want to implement a teaching structure, and I'm going to found the St. Philip Institute to do that. So that's what we're supposed to do. And the reason for doing that is because, A, he cares that much about teaching, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Bishop said at one time, you can tell what's important to a man by what he spends his money on. Mm -hmm. And he is invested in building this teaching structure because he believes it's necessary to pass on the faith. Mm -hmm. And so do we. But we're telling you why we think it's necessary. It's necessary because you need this structure in place. And what do we mean by structure? You know this if you've seen how, like, statewide school systems work. There is a structure in place, objectives that each course must teach to be approved as something you can earn credits for in, in the high schools. And there are people who make those decisions and say what the objectives are. And then the high schools, I've been a high school teacher before in public school in Texas, you're still given a choice of textbooks. It was chemistry. You're given a choice of textbooks to pick from, and there's objectives you have to teach during the year. So there's some structure in place. I can't just come in and talk about my dogs every day. You know, I can't talk about basket weaving. I have to teach these objectives mm -hmm. about chemistry um, because there are standards. So the structure's there to uphold standards, to make sure the right things are being taught. But the structure also is not so imposing that the teacher has to, you know, basically stand up and read the textbook and do nothing else. There's mm -hmm. a great deal of, because that's what makes a great teacher. The teacher has to put herself into it and be herself and form that relationship with the students. So a teaching structure is meant to be a framework that holds everybody accountable to certain standards. In this case, the truths that Christ told us about. We want to make sure that, that we're passing those on correctly. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that all the catechists in the diocese and all the parents and all the grandparents and all the friends and families, anybody who wants to plug in to this to teach the Catholic faith has access to this structure. So so it's, a, and it's all laid out in the Constitution how to do that. That's why we have a family life director because it's she's thinking about how to teach the Catholic faith to families and evangelize and faith formation through the sacraments um, as children are growing up and then even as adults come into the church. So we're focused on all seasons of life. We're focused on what those objectives need to be. We're focused more than anything, though, on how to get that out to the people how to if you're a catechist out there and you're listening we're talking to you especially because we need your help in establishing this structure so that everybody has access to the teaching of the catholic church if you're parents and you're not because i've been a parent for a long time and i wasn't able to be a catechist because i was too busy doing the parent thing we want you to be able i have grown children i have teenage children 
And I know I say this to y'all all the time. If you teach your children to seek the truth, they're going to think and they're going to seek the truth and they're going to ask you hard questions. And they may, they may ask questions so hard that they decide to turn away from the faith for a time. You're going to need to know these truths more than ever. You're going to need to know how to communicate them in love. So that's why we're building this structure. We want to make sure Bishop Strickland wants us to help everybody else. We're here to help have access to the truths conveniently in a way that makes sense in your life. The other reason for having this structure is so there is two-way communication. We want the structure there so that if somebody out there is saying this isn't working, they have a way to communicate and get that processed and get that built into the standards and raise everybody up mm. along with them. So it's about communication and teaching. That's why we're trying to do it. We have taken the Constitution. We have made a bullet list of all the to-do things the bishop wants done. Mm. We've come up with a timeline for doing it. We're maybe um, estimating... 40% implemented now, meaning a lot of the parishes in our diocese are using the materials that we're producing. And like I said, more than that, we're in communication with the parishes, helping them get on board with this stuff and, and finding out what we can do to help make this happen. So there's my spiel back, you know, now we have the canvas, we're going to paint everything. Um, would really like to hear from both of you now more specifically what that means for family life um, for everyone out there listening you're in the diocese you know we're talking about our diocese but if you're listening and you're outside the diocese we're talking in general um, that's what Bishop Strickland envisioned in general how to have a teaching structure in a diocese mm -hmm. and our hope is that we do this in di the diocese of Tyler so well that other dioceses will be wanting to know how to do it too. So with that said, mm -hmm. Deanna and Luke, yeah. could you guys talk more about what it means with faith formation and family life? And I think it's worth mentioning, uh, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes for sure, but it, we really encourage people to read the Constitution on Teaching in full. You can read it in one, in one sitting, but it is very unusual to see a diocese communicate mm -hmm. something like this in such detail. And that's, I think, what caught our attention, what we were saying before, yeah. is that I had never seen a document laid out so beautifully or just a vision for this is where we're going as a diocese. We refer to this document as our roadmap. Mm -hmm. uh, and it means that we may have to take some side trips occasionally just to, to tighten things up. But this is what guides us. And I and as a church or working for the church, I had never seen such a clear vision. Um, and one of the, the, in the at the very end in section seven, <clears throat> Bishop Strickland says, a constant theme of recent popes is helpful here. We must share our relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. Evangelization is sharing our encounter with a person. This will be the touchstone of all we seek to do as an evangelizing diocese. So it isn't so much that we're coming up with all of these programs between family life and faith formation to just shove at the parishes and say, you got to do this, you got to do this. But everything that we're doing is pointing to the person of Jesus Christ. Everything that we do is meant to draw pe people deeper and closer to, to Jesus, to Jesus just the person yeah. of Jesus. And um, I, I really liked that one of the very first things that, that Bishop outlines here is the need to address family life and to support 
couples in their vocation, which makes sense because marriage is the foundation for the family and the domestic church, the family is the first church. And it doesn't matter how many great parish programs we we have or great curriculum that we write, if we're not supporting the family first, it's going to be really hard to live this out. Um, So from the the family life side, to really see how we can support the domestic church. And in this time of coronavirus and being away from the, the sacraments, I think that has really highlighted the need for us to support families Mm -hmm. in their vocation, to support couples in their vocation, because that is where the faith begins. That's where that seed of faith is planted. And and then, of course, we go on to the the sacraments of initiation and... um, vocations come forth from the family. So if we can really strengthen family life, then we will see the fruit of that in our parish life. If we can help couples uh, prepare for marriage, be formed for the sacrament of marriage, and not just get them to the altar and then step back and say, good luck. And really invest yeah. in in um, in their vocations. We'll see the fruit of that in our parishes, in our communities, and that's how we change the world. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that uh, Deanna is right. This this element in the end of the Constitution, the bishop really mentions that he has a twofold aim for catechesis and for evangelization. And what that means is catechesis in his in Bishop Strickland's um, mind is a life-going, systematic, never-ending process, mm-hmm. right? Something that everybody needs and everybody always needs, whether you're a lifelong Catholic, you're a convert, a revert, uh, whether you are, you know, coming from uh, an atheism background, doesn't matter. You always need more formation in the faith, and it never stops. You never get to the point where you know too much, right? I mean, Thomas Aquinas wrote the Summa. He had almost finished it, and then he had a vision, a mystical vision of God, and he realized everything I've written is just a waste of time, you know, not even close. He called it straw and refused to finish it, right? <laughs> this, this, this is the understanding that you never know enough. And I think too often um, catechesis is treated or religious, religious education is treated like one of those things that you do to a certain point, usually to maybe high school, and then after that you don't need anymore, right? And we don't, nothing else in our life is treated like that. You don't need to worry about your health anymore or your clothes or whatever. You, everything that's part of your life is ongoing with you. So one of the things that jumped out to me a lot about reading the Constitution was the concern for all of the seasons of life mm-hmm. and for the integration of the family. So Deanna's got like the family life thing, but that doesn't mean I don't have to think about families either, yeah. right? As we're thinking about training and, or catechizing and forming people for baptism or first communion for confirmation, Bishop Strickland wants the entire family involved in that process precisely because he knows what Deanna just said, that the family is the root of of our culture. Uh, John Paul II said, as goes the family, so goes the world, yep. right? Uh, and the bishop has it's clear evidence of that. So there's, there's a concern for catechesis, and he wants a unified approach to catechesis throughout the diocese mm-hmm. where everyone is getting something of the same quality yeah. and, and the same standards. But that doesn't mean, like Deanna said, that it's some sort of rigid thing that there's no flexibility and you have to do absolutely only these things. You read from a, from a book. There's an incarnational element to everything, right? Human beings are going to be the ones communicating truths. Truths speak on their own, 
but they still have to be told to people, right? This is St. Philip uh, to, to, the evan- to the Ethiopian, right? How can I know unless someone tells me, right? So we still need people to, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other element uh, of, of Bishop Strickland's vision beyond catechesis is evangelization. And this is another one of the things about the Constitution that just knocked me off, off my feet when I read it. He says, I know that we have 120,000 Catholics in East Texas. But that's not my entire goal and my entire audience, mm. right? We're trying to evangelize every single human being in East mm. Texas. So 1.5 million, that's the goal. That's the, that's the people that we need to be bringing the truth of Jesus Christ to, this encounter with a person to. And what makes that so unique to me to, when, I, when I saw the Constitution was not that bishops don't care about this, I'm sure most bishops have some sort of concern for it, but usually in, in, in a typical diocese, the people that are making the kinds of plans that have to be implemented by the parishes are not the bishop, right? Right. Uh, he probably gives a thumbs up, signs off on it, but this is what Bishop Strickland believes to be the Holy Spirit guiding him into a vision of what a fruitful diocese can look like, um, and, I'm, and I'm humbled to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's easy for us to forget, I think, why, because we're all, we're all on board, and I'm pretty sure most of you listening are also on board. We know that we need to, kn- to know in our lives, know and love the truths of the faith, mm-hmm. what Christ told us, so that we can be better Catholics and better Christians. But it it really is, and it, it, it sinks home with me more every day as my children get older and I see my babies trying to navigate their own lives as young adults. It's not, you know, it's not just that we're learning Catholic teaching. This is the truth of who we are. This is the truth of being human. This is our existence. Christ told us the things he told us so that we could find him, find happiness. Mm-hmm. These things in the Catholic Church are more important than math to balance your bank account someday. They're more important than knowing history. All those things are important that you learn in school. But the truths about being human, about being made in the image and likeness of God with a rational soul, you know, united to our body. We are body and soul. We're not just a body. That, that helps you understand so many things just fundamentally about how the laws are made up in our countries. What's the purpose of having a nation? What's the purpose of having laws if you're not trying to seek what's true and good and do the right thing? And of course, as human systems, we fail and we always will fail. Our laws will never be perfect. But if our human laws aren't trying to follow God's laws, they're going to be messed up. Yeah. If our human families aren't trying to follow God's law, it's going to be messed up. Yeah. And, you know, we think everybody should just be Catholic and all marriages should be like the Holy Family. You know, that's the goal. <laughs> yes, it is an audacious goal, right? Which the bishop uses that word a number of times in the document. It's an audacious vision of the things that he wants to try and accomplish. Um, but what Stacy said is really absolutely correct. If you don't get the fundamental anthropology of what a human person is, if you don't know what how a human being is meant to exist, and that is in communion with others, mm-hmm. oriented toward the good, the true, and the beautiful— then all of the other things that you can do that are good aren't really going to be aiming toward the right goal. Um, that's why Thomas Aquinas says that, that there's a unity to all different types of law. Yeah. You know, Every law, ultimately, Aquinas says, if it's a true law, participates in the eternal law, which is God and himself. Yeah. 
And I, I think people feel that in their lives. I, I know in my own, when I'm like desperately trying to do the right thing, sometimes you're not sure what it is. That's where Catholic teaching helps. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you pray, discern, but you also need the knowledge to figure things out. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it right, it feels good. It feels right. You are happy. And that's the point of teaching the Catholic faith. That's why we want the structure there. We want everybody to have access to these truths because your kids aren't going to go to high school, most likely, unless they're going to Bishop Gorman or a Catholic high school. Your kids aren't going to get that in school. They need to get it from home. Okay, I know it's hard as a parent to know what do you say and do because, I, I mean, I tried— I try to teach my kids math. You know, long division was like the bane of my existence. Just give it up. You don't really need it in your adult life. Just just forget it. Here's a calculator. (laughs) Trying to teach your kids things can be hard. And trying to teach them this stuff can be hard, especially as they start to become adults. And that's why we need the teaching structure. It Mm -hmm. needs to be accessible to everybody. You know, what do I do if I need this? Well, here here you go, it's accessible. There, go to your parish, it's tied Mm -hmm. into the whole diocese, here's how we do it, and and here's the, the, you can be confident that you've got the right answers that you're looking for. And we know that this isn't something that's going to happen overnight <laughs> as much as we wish we yeah. could just click a switch and then everybody has all of the resources that we need and everyone's in a sacramental marriage and everyone mm-hmm. has access to the sacraments when they want it. Uh, but I love that this is uh, really it's a 30 year vision for the next 30 mm-hmm. years of the diocese. But um, the purpose of the Institute is really to serve the parishes, to serve mm-hmm. the families of the diocese, to yeah. to kind of accelerate, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, accelerate the vision. Um, but again, yeah, just that. It, and I love that it's catechesis and evangelization, yeah. as Luke explained, that it's not, we're not just trying to um, teach a curriculum. We're really just trying to lead people to Christ. And yeah. that makes all the difference. And I, I think it captures the, the vision of Vatican II that mm-hmm. when you can form the family and the laity well and empower them to go out and preach the gospel by the witness of their, their lives, by the example of their holiness, and by their by their words, by their confidence that they they know the gospel, then those 1.5 million people in East Texas will have all of these witnesses walking yeah. around, right? And yeah. what's Paul the Sixth say? You know, society doesn't listen to teachers anymore unless they happen to be witnesses. Also, mm-hmm. it's that witness example that's primary, and you have to form people to become witnesses. Mm-hmm. And it's hard work. Um, and that's what the structure is in place is to help us get better access to people mm-hmm. and so that they have, you know, a, a better way of drawing close to the truth, which is Christ. Yeah. Well, at the end of every episode, we always like to do like the bottom line. Like in, in case you missed all the things we're talking about, here's the one liner that is um, what this episode is about. And, you know, I think it would be you can guys can correct here or add to. Um, that a teaching structure is a framework. You're going to fill in your own artistry, everybody, whether you're a catechist or a parent or a grandparent or a young adult thinking about your future. You're going to fill in your own tapestry, but the teaching structure is a framework to unite us all and to hold the standards of the truth of the faith accessible for everybody to, to learn. Amen. I think that's right. <laughs> you going to add to it? Okay. Um, 
So thank you for joining us um, in this episode. We have these materials available. You can find them all on our website, stphilipinstitute.org. It's a lot, but St. S.T. Philip <laughs> with one L, right? P-H-I-L-I-P. Yeah. Institute, I-N-S-T-I-T-U-T-E dot org. You know, I'm always afraid <laughs> I'm going to spell it wrong. <laughs> uh, but stphilipinstitute.org, you can... Um, see the other staff members there you can see the store which has all of our products we have um, the way of christ for adults rcia it's got a, a website that has all of it it has the whole book available right for now right for now. download yep. down mm-hmm. free but quizzes and short video teaching videos five to seven minutes for mm-hmm. each lesson we have the way of christ for teens for youth formation we're going to have a four-year curriculum of that father justin braun's working on year two but year one is already out it also has resources by lessons um, we have restored order for the sacraments in this diocese which luke is working very hard on mm-hmm. right now but we're about to publish a confirmation booklet so if you have yes. a young child you want yeah you say we're, more about we're, that? we're really excited about this one of the priests in our di- diocese uh, Father Bolin, um, who's the pastor in Gun Barrel City at St. Jude, um, has pr- has given us a, a text, and we're we're working on getting it printed to prepare, especially the children in our eight, in our diocese for confirmation. We have restored orders, so they they receive confirmation around the same time that they receive First Communion, around seven to nine. And there are not a lot of materials out there for formation for that age range for confirmation. Um, so it's, it's a fantastic little book. It goes through the basics of the Catholic faith, the creed, the sacraments, prayer life. Um, and we, we are like this close to having it ready to print. So just a couple more proofs to look for, uh, to look through, and, and it will be ready. I'm very excited about that because it's going to be the key to having restored order because the restore, the hardest thing about it, switching to it, is that the little Mm -hmm. children have to be confirmed and you want them to know. But I used the book with my own son who was being confirmed at age nine and we went through the whole thing. So it's a little book, so it's not overwhelming, but it's good for adults because there's all these things. It's like I needed to have a refresher on that. Very punchy, direct simple answers know these things if every catholic knew those things it's it's um, yeah. so we're looking forward to having that out um we have what else do we have in the, the store we, well we've got i think uh well the artwork yes the uh artwork. which artwork is an important part of evangelization mm-hmm. uh john paul ii said if you want to pray the rosary well use icons you know um we have a couple of uh not icons mm-hmm. but paintings you could use mm-hmm. to help meditate on mysteries of the rosary uh we have a book oh my jesus Mm-hmm. Uh, on the meaning of the Fatima prayer. Yes. That's available in our store also. And I I think it's worth mentioning because I, I didn't write any of the stuff that <laughs> you guys are, have mentioned, mm-hmm. but that Bishop said that he wanted material that is of high quality, yes. that it's desirable and it's useful. Mm-hmm. And I got to say the way of Christ, if you have not looked at the way of Christ material, it is beautiful. All of, and the, the way mm-hmm. of the Holy Family, mm-hmm. all of it is really well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you have all those. And that's just the faith formation. Deanna has a whole set of, you know, it's not products in the same sense, but a whole program uh, for formation, for marriage formation, accompanying mm-hmm. the couple all through life. She has uh, retreats for engaged couples. Right, we have the three to get married a retreat for engaged couples and their mentors where 
releasing the, or we're working with uh, another organization called Witness to Love to, to minister to couples and civil marriage unions. But yeah, all of it is meant to, to just accompany those couples from engagement mm-hmm. all the way <laughs> through family life. It's marriage. It takes a lot of work. Uh-huh. It's worth it, but it <laughs> takes a lot of work. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We will close um, out this. Uh, we usually close with an apostolic blessing from the bishop, but we won't. Ha- we won't do that now. Um, we will close with a prayer. Could you lead us in a closing sure, prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, during this end of the Easter season, please help us to remember to enter more deeply into the mystery of your resurrection what that means for us now and what what it means for us in the future. Uh, Help us to remember your ultimate victory over sin and death and that you give us access to that through the sacraments and through grace and through the church. And we praise you for all of these gifts as we say glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.